Hey everyone, Jim Phoenix here, and boy, do we have another exciting episode of Invite Me In with the Buffy the Vampire Slayer edition, the home game. If you're playing along, you already know that the premise is simple. We've got two super duper fans, and Jess, say hello. Hi. And Xander, say hi. Hello. You ever notice when I say say hello, the person says hi, the person says, I say say hi, the person says hello? <laughs> yep. It happens yeah. every episode. Oh, yeah, I do it on purpose. <laughs> and we have Travis, the guy who's seen it just once recently. Travis, say hi. Howdy. <laughs> and then, of course, myself, Jim Phoenix, who doesn't even know what the hell a Buffy is. Is that something you do with your car? You have to buff the It's like a machine. Like it's they, a machine? They buffy the force. Also, the guy who announces wrestling and boxing, I believe, is Buffy. <laughs> okay, so what's this one about? What's which? We're in episode ten already. My God, yeah. yeah. Uh, this one is called Nightmares, and this was my favorite episode out of the entire season. Wow, Holy shit, it's amazing. Oh, oh, this is might be the one that makes me watch it. Okay. Here oh, go. No, the, 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 the last few episodes of the season are pretty damn strong. They're like, we really want to be re-renewed. <laughs> Renew our ass. <laughs> Look what we can do. So why is this strong? Why is it your favorite? How's it start? Okay, so basically the whole premise of this... <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the whole premise of this one is um, that there... Everybody is experiencing their own personal nightmares and it's all bleeding into reality. So uh, let me see the, um, I think the episode begins with Buffy experiencing her nightmare of her and the master, right? Attacking her or something like that. Yeah. She's in the tunnel with a stake looking for him and she's also wearing leather pants and has pigtails and looks amazing. I could do that one. The, the master appears and she like drops her stake and freezes and he like grabs her. His hand is very, very clean. And his sleeve is glittery. I just little details. I feel like we need to talk about. Um, <laughs> Did you say glittery? He's just an advocate yeah. of self-care. That's really? all it is. Yeah, he's got a sparkle. Yeah, he's got like his nails. He's got a very similar nail shape to me. Oh, I respect nice. it. So he, he definitely keeps up with them then. Yeah. Are you also glittery though? He better manicure somewhere. I mean, it, most of the, the manicure places are just like kids doing it, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of clothing manufacturers. Yeah, the manicures are adults. My bad. Joyce ends up waking Joyce ends up waking her up and makes the first mention of many that her dad is definitely gonna be there to pick her up today. Buffy seems a little bit anxious about it. It's like she's talking to Willow about it. Um, her dad lives in LA and doesn't visit a ton. Um, you know, they kind of talk about her parents' divorce a little bit. She doesn't really know exactly why they divorced. They kind of just told her they grew apart a little bit, but she kind of blames herself because she started getting into trouble. What with the whole Slayer thing? Uh, then in class, uh, we see this guy Wendell. He's blocking Cordelia's light, which is. A national tragedy. Yes, the oft-mentioned classmate Wendell, by the way. They are getting ready to start 
their lecture and the teacher asks them to open their textbooks and has Wendell read out loud. And when he opens up his textbook, spiders come out. Spooky. Spooky. And like while this is all happening, Buffy's like seeing a little boy in the hallway. That is not the anointed one, but they cast a kid that looks almost exactly like the anointed one. Yeah. And it fucked me up the whole episode. Yeah, I was confused too. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm also not a fan of spiders, so I was watching this and I'm like, nope. Uh Uh-uh. I'm very much Wendell. So that's that's our cold open. Yeah. Spiders coming out of a textbook. Is is Bob the anointed one, or the not anointed one? Um, Did no, you speak of a dubbing? We don't talk about Bob. <laughs> talk about Bob. I think we. we don't I like think Bob. we need to talk about Bob. <laughs> well, um, Bob. No one likes Bob. Bob. Oh, uh, what movie was it? Is it, oh, is it the Italian horror it movie? movie. Yeah, where they had like the small kid. Everyone could. Oh, sort of it was act on as Last Drive-In too. It was on this past season of Last Drive-In. Uh oh! Wasn't it um, House by the Cemetery? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Holy shit! We just I, watched I that recently too. Yeah. <laughs> I remember specifically watching. I remember specifically watching it on this past season of uh, Last Drive-In. Yeah, that kid was terrible. Hmm. You just never rooted for like a child's death in a <laughs> no, movie. Yeah. Like, can we just like kill him? Don't and, like, presume to know my life, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my bad. So, so this kid's not Bob level. He's just. He's just disconcerting because he looks like the chosen one. No, I noted one. Yeah, yeah, it was just a really questionable casting. it's confusing because we've the past few episodes we've had this arc of this anointed one, and he's supposed to be leading Buffy to the Masters. So you see a kid that looks like him appearing at the beginning of an episode. You're like, oh, okay, it's the anointed one. And I've seen this episode a dozen times, and every single time I'm like, oh, that's the anointed one. Oh wait, no, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, the kids—he's got a nice story in this episode. So does he? Would you call it a nice story? Travis? It's not a nice story, but it's interesting. <laughs> okay, and it—it's yeah. dark as shit. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's dark as fuck. Travis Maybe relates not. a lot to this episode because he is afraid of spiders and he played baseball. Yes, uh-huh. I relate because my uh, my parents are going through a divorce, and I hate spiders. I relate so, because I look just like the chosen one. I look like a twelve-year-old boy. It's really weird. Have you uh, seen the, curse. the the anointed one? Like what he looks I, like? I have no idea. No, I have. As a, I don't even know if he was twelve. I was just kind of making that part up. He's like seven, and seven. he looks like a little shit. Uh, well, I can't wait to play poker with everyone. <laughs> I look seven. <laughs> ultimate baby face. Yeah. My name, the anointed one. Okay, so. We, we have a pretty decent open. How does it go from there? So we see the master is lecturing the actual anointed one about fear, how fear defines us. And they're talking about how they feel changes happening up above. In class, we see... Um, Giles? Joyce, Joyce is uh, at Joyce is dropping Buffy off. Sorry, I write initials for everybody, and I was trying to remember what J was. So um, Joyce asks Buffy about why she's been having all of these nightmares lately because she's been hearing her like screaming in her sleep. Um, and Buffy keeps asking about her dad, trying to make sure that he's going to be there. She's kind of worried he's going to be a no show, but he's supposed to pick her up at three thirty. Uh, Willow's concerned about the fact that the spiders just appeared from a textbook, which is legit. Like, it's a legit thing. 
Xander says he's not really scared of anything except for Nazis. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, that explains what the nightmare later is. Because, uh, yeah, we'll yeah. get to that later. I was wondering. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, in the library, Giles is like, he's lost. He got lost in the stacks. He seems a little bit off. Uh, he recommends that the trio go and talk to Wendell. And out in the quad, they're talking to him and he's uh, he's kind of defensive about spiders because Xander keeps calling them insects and they're not insects, which duh. And he's like getting really defensive because it's not that he hates spiders, it's that spiders hate him. He used to have like prize winning show spiders, which ew. Yeah. And he had to go like he went on some trip or something for a week and his brother was supposed to take care of his spiders, but he left the heat lamp on the whole time and they like fried to death, which is sad. Yeah, that is like one of the only times I will ever feel (laughs) sad for a spider. Yeah. So ever since then, he's been having this recurring nightmare where like spiders come out of his textbook. And he said when he was in class and it it happened, he thought maybe he had just dozed off. But then everybody else started screaming, too. And he just was like, I don't know what. I, I, I'm it's terrible for your worst dream to come true, especially when it's something that should actually literally just be a dream, you know, based off that conversation. I thought that this was something that happened to him regularly. Like I didn't know if he had spiders just show up out of nowhere from like all kinds of things. Like he opens the fridge and it's just like, ah, <laughs> they're, they're all the spiders from, um, uh, nightmare on Elm street five that That's just got let loose in the wild. Yes. <laughs> We were talking about Nightmare on Elm Street 5, Dream Child, or I think that's it. Yeah, it's yeah. A Dream Child. And apparently there was a scene where they had a lot of spiders, like a thousand uh, spiders. Okay, uh, 200, 200 sir. spiders. <laughs> 200,000 spiders. Oh my God. Yes, 200,000 spiders. They hand-painted them red and green, which I feel like is animal cruelty, but I don't know. Um, and the director legitimately doesn't know what happened to the spiders afterwards. They filmed the scene, the spiders were all pissed off, and then they went on to the next thing. He was like, I don't know who took care of it. Maybe the spider wranglers. Maybe they're just loose in the streets of Los Angeles. We don't know. Maybe so. the chuds. Maybe the spiders <laughs> too. But yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, I did. Oh. I was doing research and, you know, because we were talking because the. Uh, yeah, the master was a, like a big part of this episode. Come to find out he was played by a guy named Mark Metcalf. Yeah. Who was actually, if anybody has ever watched Animal House, which who hasn't, he was Niedermeyer. The ROTC guy. I have not seen that, but oh, he has movie. a very um, he has a very familiar sounding voice. I, yeah, he, I haven't looked he, him up yet. He's done. He did a lot of television beforehand. Like I said, he was Niedermeyer. He left acting for a while because he had a he moved to Wisconsin because he wanted to uh, to die. Rush around with a family, and, and he had a oh. child with special needs. <laughs> Sorry, what part of Wisconsin? Now I'm curious. What uh, part did Wisconsin people move to? Are there parts mm-hmm. to Wisconsin? I, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> I just had it right here. Upper, uh, upper Mitten, Lower Mitten. Bayside, Wisconsin. Oh, Bay, Bayside or Bayfield? Bayside. Bayside? Apparently it's a town oh. of 4,000 people. It's a city. Yeah, it's a city in Wisconsin. It's like um, but no, he... Um, thousands of people. He was born in a town in Ohio that's Aren't literally like... <laughs> But no, the town he was born in is literally half an hour from me right now. 
Wow. You can visit his like familial house and go like, hi, I want to take a, a camera crew through mm-hmm. home. And we can see where he grew up, which is what I've Rob Lowe did, by the way, in his own show before. That doesn't oh, surprise me about Rob Lowe. Right? It's like, hi, people who don't really know me. I'm famous, so I want to go through my old house. Hope you don't mind. I've already brought a camera crew here. Uh, I love Rob Lowe's son who likes to make fun of Rob Lowe's selfies that he posts on his social media. Really? Yeah. They have a good show together. Rob Lowe and his two kids. Like the one, I think he has like three sons and one was like, no, we're cool. And uh, the other two are like, yeah, let's go for a field trip, dad. And, you know, mayhem. Doesn't he also Madness. have like some kind of ghost hunting show? Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that was what their field trips were just ghost hunting. I have like their search for Bigfoot was one of them. Yeah, that's mind. it. That's yeah. I think that's that, the thing okay. I'm thinking of. Yeah. Like yeah. he actually has that. Have you not heard of that? <laughs> no. Yeah. It's really weird <laughs> if you think about it. Cause I wouldn't it's really associate cute. Rob Lowe with that. No, not at all. But it's okay. not bad TV though. <laughs> and neither was this episode. Second. There you go. Yeah. Back to this hey. episode that we're on right yeah. now. Right. Yeah. Rob Lowe is not in this one or is he? Not so yet. no, There's a spider. So they're out there in the quad talking to Wendell. Cordelia comes by and says, "Buffy, are you ready for the test?" And Buffy's like, "What?" And she's having that nightmare that I think we've all had at no, some point in life. This is a recurring nightmare for me too. Like, I have that nightmare all the time where I think like I've had this class and I haven't gone to that class all year long, and now like I'm worried that I'm going to fail it. I don't. I just don't know anything about it, and I can't even remember if like when I'm supposed to go to it, it, it always messes me up. So I related to this so hard. Yeah. Yeah. She's got to go to history class. Cordelia basically has to guide her there. Cause she doesn't even know where the classroom is. And, you know, she's taking the test, her pencil breaks. It takes her an hour to sharpen it. Um, I thought that the test only like lasted 10 minutes. No, like you see the, the clock jump. Oh, okay. So it starts off. It's like, 120 and then she like sharpens her pencils and looks up and it's 210 or something. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so she's, you know, stressed. Uh, in the hall, we see um, the kid has appeared again. Uh, there's this girl, Lori, who says she's going to go to the basement for a smoke break. And the kid just kind of ominously says, you shouldn't go in there. And when she goes down there, there's this big, ugly monster guy with a bat who says lucky 19 and beats her up, which if I was going to get mugged or attacked, I would love for my killer to say something that is personally meaningful to me, them, but makes absolutely zero sense to me. You would like that garbage. Yeah, exactly. Like (laughs) if I'm going to be attacked anyway, like make it interesting. Give me a mystery. I guess you can, so you can try and it's like uh, the fucking Jack Nicholson Joker. Always the dance with the devil under the pale moonlight. That's such pretentious bullshit. (laughs) But yeah, like just lucky 19. Like what the fuck? (laughs) But yeah, so Buffy and Giles go to the hospital to visit Laura and ask what happened. And for the rest of the episode, Giles has on a paisley scarf. Uh Oh, Giles got bit. No, I think he's just got bad taste. I'm very anti paisley It's pretentious. That's what that's yeah, his condition. I thought I was trying to hide like Neef Mark. Neef Marks. When we were trying to pick out um suits for our wedding, 
the guy kept trying to direct us towards Paisley, and we're like, "No, thanks. We're gonna stay Brad away Paisley? from Paisley." The yes, singer? exactly, exactly. Oh, that's not that bad. And he's just like he would not let go, let it go at all. And we ended up not getting anything that day. And then we went to a different location. And this, the guy apparently transferred stores and he was there and he's like, you really need some Paisley, bro. And we're oh like, my God. We, I was like, and I finally looked at him and I was like, I hate Paisley and I do not want Paisley in our wedding photos. Yeah. And the guy pulled me to the side. He's like, you, you don't, you need to get out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Red flag, bro. Run. Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. that's amazing though. So, um, but yeah, but, uh, she uh the doctor says that Laura got off easy and they're like, Wow, that's a pretty callous of you, Doc. She's got several broken bones. And he's like, Well, the last guy that came in here is in a coma. And I'm again, I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is a violation of HIPAA. Uh, but they're not you know, disclosing who it was though, right? Like, come look and see. I mean, you they're see like him naked. walking down the, the hall and he gestures vaguely. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't catch that. Uh, in the hall we see a group of like punk guys and uh, one guy's mom comes up and is like hey honey give mommy a kiss and is embarrassing him in front of his friends Uh, Willow and Xander go into class and suddenly Xander's in his underwear Um, (laughs) very embarrassing really? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, he's got another one later that I really enjoyed, but yeah, that one's kind of lame. I think everybody's had that, though. Some some version of that. I don't I've think gone to class in my underwear before. <laughs> yeah, late for the bus. Didn't realize it. Long John's, thank God, but still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's the best case scenario. <laughs> yeah. Um... In the library, Giles has like a bunch of newspapers piled up on the table and Buffy's like, what are you finding? And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, well, that's weird because you're normally very good at research. And he's like, I can't read this. And she's like, you can read three languages. And he's like, five, actually, but I can't read this. So one of his nightmares is that he just suddenly can't read anymore. Uh, But Buffy does see an article about a boy, Billy Palmer. He was the first victim. He was number 19 in his little league. Uh, Buffy's dad appears early and he says he needs to talk to Buffy. Scene. Yeah. Yeah, this this scene is it's rough. He takes her outside and he's like, I think it's about time that I tell you the truth about um your mother's and my divorce. Uh it's your fault. I was gonna say, wow, it's, it's all your fault. I was gonna make fun yeah. of that. He really no, says he, that? Oh yeah, he's like, it's your fault. He's you did yeah, harsh. he's like, you did not turn out the way. I thought you would. You're not very smart. You're always in trouble. You're a big disappointment, and I don't get anything out of these visits, so I don't think I'm going to visit you anymore. And she starts crying. He's like, wow, you're being really immature right now. And then he walks into the school. Like, why are you going back into the school? (laughs) He needs to get some, like, pickups. Now, okay, my theory about seeing this is actually Negan. Negan from Walking Dead? Yes, was also the dad in Supernatural. I think he's also the dad here. Is he a bad dad usually? I, I think he's a- no. He wasn't the dad in this episode. Oh man, really? I, I no, was- but he was also the dad in uh, Batman versus Superman too. So he was a bad dad. They wouldn't have fought if it wasn't for him. 
funny thing was, speaking of Walking Dead, he was Bruce Wayne's dad, and um, the actress that plays Maggie was Bruce Wayne's mom. See, this is such a small world, but I am you wrong on this point. Martha. <laughs> Why do you say that name? <laughs> She's my girlfriend. Oh, wait, no. that No, different ending. Different ending. That's, that's the... Uh, As someone who's a really big evil. Batman fan, Batman versus Superman was somewhat disappointing. Somewhat? Okay. <laughs> so this one, I'm somewhat disappointed that I'm wrong about Negan not being the dad here. I think it's a mispoint for Buffy. They could have gotten him in and he could have had a great little career just doing like bad dads or supernatural events. Yeah, it's a missed opportunity. 100%. So go on with your boring ass dad who's going back inside the school for pickups or They're finding a new daughter, kids. I guess. <laughs> right. In the hall, we see Cordelia struggling with her hair. Her hair is all frizzy now. This is Cordelia's worst nightmare. And Buffy's following Humidity. Billy throughout the gym. She's talking to him. He's talking about um, the ugly man who likes to call him Lucky 19. And then all of a sudden, the ugly man appears. So they're they're running, trying to get away from him. Buffy's trying to stick with Billy. Giles, Willow, and Xander split up. They want to go find Buffy uh, since her dreams are very, very scary. And they're like, she's the last person whose dreams we need to have come true. Uh, the chess team is dragging Cordelia away through the hall. <laughs> nice. Willow is hearing her name being called from the basement. And when she gets down there, she is uh, backstage. She's getting forced into hair, makeup, and costume for an operatic performance. And when she gets on stage, she just like, she goes squeaks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's her worst nightmare. And um, let me see. Now we go to oh, Xander's. Oh, nightmare. so Xander goes into the gym. There's a swastika on the wall. Yes. And that confused me. I was like, is this? Uh, so he, <laughs> he's, he's like, what happens is his nightmare ends up. So he's being lured away. Uh, into this building by pieces of chocolate. Hold on, hold on. Because he sees a candy bar on the ground, on the ground, and picks it up and eats it. To be fair, you don't waste candy bars. Several times. Several times. And this reminded me that that family guy scene. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. (laughs) Ooh, piece of candy. Ultimately, though, it leads him to this clown. Apparently, he had a traumatic experience with his uh, sixth birthday party where a clown chased him. Oh. But I was thinking, like, whenever the swastikas were shown, they were like, I was like, is this a Nazi clown? Did he have some kind of weird experience with that or something? <laughs> that was my, that's that's my question clown. for you. About that's exactly if, it. If it was a Nazi clown? Yeah. I was like, oh, oh the swastikas and, like, the bad experience of a clown, like, as, was it? As the dead Kennedys once said, Nazi clowns fuck off. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> but um that clown was creepy, dude. Like I love creepy clowns and you know killer clowns. He's cha- he's being chased down the hallway with a clown that's just laughing the entire time and he's got a knife and I don't know, it was it was one of the highlights of the episode for me. Yeah. Uh let's see. Oh, there the music cue. That's happening as he's like following this trail of candy is very uh, 
very reminiscent of the Nightmare on Elm Street theme. The uh, you think this is a reference to it? I think so. That's menthol. I'm pretty sure you're doing the menthol commercial. <laughs> do that again. I'm pretty sure. Like, doo, doo, doo. Yeah, that's menthols, dude. You're doing menthols. It's Freddy Krueger just a menthols commercial. It makes Maybe. so much more sense now. Uh, let's see. Buffy and Billy are lost. Billy says it's his fault that the game was lost, and that's why the ugly man um, is chasing after them. They cut through a hedge, and like all of a sudden, they they go from daytime by a baseball diamond and then they cut through the hedge and it's nighttime and they're in the graveyard. Spooky. Willa. Oh, no. I already talked about that. She squeaks by. While they're in the graveyard, Billy sees an empty grave and the master appears. He's free because Buffy fears it. Uh, He quotes Disney. (laughs) Of course. Walt Disney? Yeah, he says, a dream is a wish your heart makes. And then he pushes Buffy into the grave and buries her alive. Okay, now I have a question. Two of them, actually. Okay, so I didn't know if the Walt Disney thing and the Swashika were going together because I know. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like, maybe that was a clue. But is this the real master? Like, can the dream manifest real people? Or is this the illusionary master coming to life because Buffy dreamt him and the actual master is like still below? Yes. Yeah. I don't know either because <laughs> Very can you imagine the dad like after all this he snaps out of me he's like holy shit <laughs> well, what did I well, do? this is awkward. <laughs> and like, Tell me about it man. I, I uh, raped some people and I was, we don't worry man we won't ever bring it back up. Don't worry. An entire show. You're a good dad still. <laughs> That's like the repression. Oh my god. What does it say about Josh Whedon that the repression here is just Joss. Joss Whedon. I, when he stops assaulting people, I'll start saying his name correctly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, I'll start saying his name correctly. Probably not, though. No, the other part is alleged, too. So, Giles, Will, and Xander notice that it's night over in the graveyard. So, they figure that must be where Buffy is. And when she comes out of the grave, or no, they get there. And this is, this is so sad because they're like, whose nightmare is this? They see Buffy's tombstone and Giles is like, it's mine. Oh, Aww. yeah. Poor Giles. <laughs> it's sweet. Yeah, it is. I'm not being cares, sarcastic. He cares about mm, her. Yeah. She comes out of the grave and um, she's all vampy. That's her nightmare. And she, she becomes a vampire. And then she gets really intense because they're like, okay, we need to go wake Billy up because this is his dream. Um, this is his uh, monster chasing him. Right. And Buffy's like, and we need to hurry because I'm getting hungry. Oh, yeah. They've <laughs> they've figured out at this point that the kid is in a coma because he was attacked. Mm-hmm. And basically, he's stuck in the nightmare realm. And it's kind of causing yeah. all of this to just bleed into reality. So Because Hellmouth. <laughs> Yeah, so and the, co- to, and the kid's baseball coach was an asshole. Yeah. Wait, the kid's coach attacked him? Yeah, well, I think so. Yeah, well, that that's gets, revealed uh, at the very end. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. I didn't spoil it, but yeah. No, that's all good. That's insane. So, yeah, they uh, basically what they have to do is they have to address the kid's nightmare, and then once they do that, then they'll be able to wake him up from the coma, and all of this stuff will end. So they have to, I guess, convince the kid to. Or the ugly man out, basically. Well, they get to the hospital because they're going to try and wake Billy up. It's 
utter chaos there. And they're worried that like reality is just going to completely fold in on itself if they don't get him woken up quickly. Uh, the ugly man comes in and Buffy fights him. So she's got like slayer strength and vampire strength all in one. She's fighting him really well. You can tell where the stunt double is because the wig does not match Sarah Michelle Geller's hair color. Like there are certain shots where the blonde is much blonder. But they're fighting and then she like basically um, she's like, Billy, you have to face him. I'll be right here with you. And then like Billy walks over and rips his face off. And then the world goes back to normal. Yeah, I didn't. Why was that the thing that he had to do? I thought he was just going to go over there and just like, like punch him or just touch him or something. I don't believe in you no more. Yeah. (laughs) Just rips his face off like a mask. Yeah. So the world goes back to normal. And then um, they're all just standing in his hospital room and his coach comes in and he's like, I've been checking on him every single day. Uh, He's my lucky 19. Uh, How's he doing? And Buffy's like, he's awake. And then that's how we find out that it was the coach that had been uh, attacking that attacked him, which I thought like I thought it was going to be his dad or something like a crazy, crazy, you know, stage parent type thing. I just thought it was like a random dude just preying on him after a ball game and just (laughs) beat the shit out of him. Loser. (laughs) I put money on this game, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Oh, man. What kind of guy would be on a Willie game? Uh, well, anyways, they gave me five points, man. How can you blow a five point fucking spread a little? But it ends with the coach getting arrested and Buffy's dad coming to pick her up for the weekend. Is he Negan now? <laughs> no. Damn it. Nah, he's good dad now. He can't be Negan anymore. That's true. Oh, well. That, that is. It, okay, this one came out well after the. Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, obviously. So, oh yeah, that's pretty. It's it's pretty interesting spin that it's not so much Freddy controlling the dreams. It's more of the child's own fear, and he's caught in the hellscape because of Hellmouth and everything like. It's just manifesting as a child's yeah. fear. I actually, kind of like this premise better than Nightmare on Elm Street. If I'm being honest, Travis is a nightmare hater. I'm not a hater. I you just are. don't really. If it were like this, I think I would appreciate it more. I, I like the way that they can't control it and their nightmares are becoming reality, you know? Right. Where everyone can see versus everyone just starts falling asleep. Yeah. It feels like nobody's really addressing it, though, in this episode. Everybody's just kind of rolling with it. But then again, people get killed at the school. Yeah. The I time, mean, so. like, you're even starting to see more and more often whenever shit goes down and Buffy's asking people what happened. They're not. You know, earlier in the season, people are like, why do you care? And now they're like, oh, yeah, this is what happened. Like, they're just kind of not asking questions about why Buffy needs to know. They just know that uh, stuff's getting handled whenever she asks questions. So, uh, yeah, there's a whole lot of just uh, accepting of your fate in Sunnydale. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, they they must be just used to all this happening. How long has the Hellmouth been here? Was it like always there and all like? all this stuff has always been occurring in this town or is it like a recent thing? I'm not entirely sure. I think it's kind of one of those things like we'll talk about it in a later episode where they're trying to open up the Hellmouth. So I think it's one of those things that the forces can get strong, like wax and wane. And it's not the only Hellmouth. Um, oh, there okay. are other Hellmouths that exist. That so. hasn't been established yet, has it? No, that'll be established in like season three. Uh, I, I think. think I dated one, by the way. 
A hell mouth. Uh, yeah, I, I think I did the hell mouth. And sometimes we actually say open up the hell mouth. And it had a different connotation completely than than this episode, probably. <laughs> I'm still working on that joke, but thanks for the pity laugh. You should have seen Jesse's face. <laughs> Not as much of a pity laugh. Okay, fine, whatever. I'll, I'll work on this one. I'm going to make it the best joke in the world. And people are like, why did they laugh at the joke? I don't know. Editing. This is be editing. Uh, Xander, where's your where's your toolbox of laughter, man? I need some can laugh. No. Oh, I don't have it up right now. Oh, that's what she said. No, wait. <laughs> Hold on. What now? <laughs> so, what do you guys? Okay, this does sound like an interesting episode, and this is one of the reasons. It, it, all my fa- okay, my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street is Dream Warriors. Yes, yeah, the best one. They're okay, actually cognizant of the dream; they can fight back against it. There's only one Friday the Thirteenth I didn't like. You mean Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh no, I don't talk about that one. We don't talk about that. Doesn't exist. Oh, uh, FVJ. Yeah, no the the re the reboot remake one. I've never watched it for a good reason. Oh, oh you've you never watched it? it? I've never seen it. Rorschach's in it though. Yeah, he's in yeah. decent Freddy, I think. I think well, I've seen Freddy. reviews and it's it's no, but no. It- uh, Freddy's Dead's the only one I don't like. Oh, that's the next one we're going to cover. Everybody, yeah. I've heard so much bad stuff about that one, and we're I even watch like it for the four first and time. five. I like four and five. I've I'm a defender of four and five. I like I five makes absolutely no fucking sense, but no. I I enjoy it. Five I, is the weakest of those. Yeah, that's that's good. the one that I was like, I was like, no, the story totally makes sense, and then I tried to explain it, and I was like, no, it doesn't make any oh, sense. What's first that, by the way? Is that like six or yeah, it's, yeah, that's yeah, six. But oh, then we get new nightmare after that, which is super meta, which is yeah. fun. That would be pre-scream Wes Craven meta movie. We get was that pre-scream. Yeah, it was ninety four. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, it was a couple years. Shit. And then we get uh, we get Heather Langenkamp back, so. who we yeah. love, who actually is an ordained minister. I heard. Yep. It's always amazing, man. And she, uh, she, her husband runs a pretty big. Her and her husband run a pretty big uh, movie effects company. Nice. They did uh, Cabin in the Woods, among other stuff. Okay, Cabin Woods. That's the one I always confuse with something else. It's the one where they have Thor's brother in it, right? No, so, no, it's Chris Thor. Hemsworth. No, it is Thor. It's Chris Hemsworth. Oh, it is Thor. Yeah, yeah. Damn it, they look alike. I have no idea if it's him or the other one. Fantastic movie, by the way. No, Chris, uh, Thor's brother is in Hunger Games. Yeah, and so he's in Hunger. He Games. was also um, Chris Hemsworth was also in the reboot of Red Dawn too. Like We're he made these movies pre Thor. Okay, so which ones? Liam Hemsworth. That's Liam Thor's. Hemsworth okay, was there. Hunger Games. He was engaged to Miley Cyrus. We're yes. not even calling him like Chris Hemsworth's brother. We're just saying Thor's brothers. We don't. Yeah. We don't know either of their names. <laughs> oh god! I, don't listen to I know now. their names. It's just like it's just we a mouthful. Just like watching you squirm. Yeah, he's got he's got some good stuff. All right, so this episode is gonna be a damn cool because I do like these things. I do like the setups. Man, it's getting really close for me. Just going okay. F it. I'm gonna watch an episode. Oh this, no! The, this the season over, first season overall is very good. Yeah, I think the first season gets a lot of unwarranted hate, I think. It's it's like any series that's still trying to find its footing in season one. But I think it's got a lot of really good Monster of the Week episodes. It's and it it does a good job of having like an overall seasonal arc without it 
like mm-hmm. with only 12 episodes. And it's yeah. not, ho- it, could, it could, something like this could easily fall the way of being hokey or goofy. Right. And it doesn't. You're talking about this episode alone or? No, just in general. Like when you have like shows like this that focus on the freaks of the week and oh, yeah. spooky monsters, you could easily, I've no, seen it in movies and It's campy at points. Let's not oh, pretend yeah. it's not. No, 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 no. You can have campiness, but it doesn't over, it doesn't overdo it. It has that fine line between serious and campy. Like X-Files was like that. There were some goofy episodes of the X-Files and it's, not easy to straddle that line. X Files, the original or the remake, or the reboot, I should say. No, the original. Okay. X Files was very freak of the week for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I can kind of see it. Mm-hmm. But, oh, I, we can probably do one of those later on, too. So, for this episode, okay, based on this episode alone, let's go with. I can't remember where I would start with. Jess, we'll start with you because I don't think we start with you often. So what do you think? What's the rating for this episode alone? Oh, five out of five. Well, holy shit. Okay. It, it's, a, it's a good episode. It's uh, it's scary, intense. And like I said, it still drives that seasonal arc forward a little bit without making it too centric on the master. Like it, it's nice that he is included in it a little bit in a way that makes sense without it being like, Ooh, what's his nefarious plot going to be this week? It's something right. that's supernatural happening. And we still get a lot of really uh, good spooky effects. Yeah. Uh, is angel in this one? I'm just wondering. No. Okay. His, his nightmare was not being in this show anymore. That was his nightmare. Okay. His nightmare was not having that six pack. I wonder if he still has that. Uh, yes. Does he? He's, look, he, there's that, what's that TV show? The SEAL Team? Bones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he, oh, he must be a vampire because my dude has not aged since 1996. He's oh, aged yeah. a little bit. Well, still like, he good. looks good, yeah. I, I hate this whole idea of, like, don't age, like... He right, looks, he can't help it. He's a yeah, vampire. he looks good for it. He looks good. Aging is a normal thing. Like, he's Thank grown into his that. face. Yeah, he's, he's grown to his face. Wait, hold on. I just said thank you for saying that, but now I have to explain this one. He's grown into his face. He's got a very strong forehead, and I yeah. think it's less overpowering once he is a little bit older. No, so it, he's it, continuing to grow. <laughs> He's still growing. <laughs> His head keeps getting bigger. <laughs> Travis, what do you think about this one for a first? You said this is your, your favorite one, then, right? Yeah, I'll definitely give this one a five, too. Damn. It's, uh, it's the most fun episode, I think. Uh, and it has like a pretty dark story with the kid, too. And I kind of appreciate a little bit of darkness in this stuff. Because you don't really expect that for a TV show. You know, that's on cable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A show that's trying to get approved for future seasons wants to put a kid in a coma because he lost a little league game. That's bold. Yeah, it that's is. That's bold. I appreciate it too. And yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I love the whole concept of the nightmares just becoming reality. And yeah, that's all I can say about it. It's great. That, that sounds cool. Then, okay, Xander, what's, what's your rating for this one? Uh, I give it a. Solid four and a half. Okay, good. Now I don't, I don't have to watch it anymore. Go ahead. Why four and a half, not five? Well, it's not. Well, because I honestly think if there's any episode that's better than this one, it's the season finale, which, you know, we'll get uh, to here soon. But no, uh, like, it's incredibly solid. Like, I thought 
that the concept, the whole nightmare concept was, you know, somewhat, it was an original concept. It got dark when it got to, like, there was emotional parts, like the, the scene with the nightmare Buffy had about her dad, just like leaving her and blaming her was a, they both did very, very good, like emotional without making it overboard. Right. Like overall, this was one of the stronger episodes. It uh, moved along the the main storyline at a decent pace. Everybody, it was one of those where everybody had their moments. It's nice to have an episode with like, Buffy's the main character, obviously, but it's almost like an ensemble. And when everybody gets their little moments, plus you get to see Xander punch a clown in the face. No, okay. That's all interesting. And I'm glad you brought up the ensemble part of it. At this point, during the taping of this season, when it gets released, is Willow or Buffy a bigger known star? I would say that Sarah Michelle Gellar was the bigger star at this point. What did she do before? I'm kind she, of, uh, was it All My Children? Okay, maybe that's why. And then, because we all know Bandcamp. Yeah, no, this came out. No, you're, that would have been season three or four of this. Oh, really? Bandcamp comes out after... Yeah, you're talking like ninety nine. Hold oh, on, American let me, Pie. By the way, if you look it up real quick, American Pie aged well. It did not. No, no, but it's still fun to watch. Nothing from that time. That's how drunk I am. Yeah, ninety nine. So you're 99. talking season three, season four. I wonder if this lands her American Pie then. That's weird. It probably I wouldn't. I'm sure it helped. I mean, because hmm. at this point she was. She was known by this point because you're talking three seasons of she, let's see here, three seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She had been doing, she was all kinds of movies and TV shows before that. And was, uh, was Buffy super well received when it first came out? Like, was it a big show around that time? Mm-hmm. It was actually a mid-season replacement for a show that never got renewed. What okay. was the show? Do you know? Uh, Savannah. Savannah. It, it was a very soap opera-ish TV show. It was an Aaron Spelling, the guy that did Charlie's Angels, 90210, that sort of thing. Yeah. It got, this was a mid-season replacement, and then Savannah never came back, which is why it's a mid-season, which is why it, um, it kind of wraps up as solid as Buffy does, because mid-season they didn't know it was coming back and they actually had filmed um the entire season complete before they released the first episode just in case just like we're doing just in case well, just because uh yeah that sincerely i think that's kind of how we started out really too i think this is working brilliantly so thanks for all of that damn i won't watch this episode yet then I won't, this is probably the closest one. This might be the first one. I'm going to reserve my judgment on an episode to watch after we get through down this entire first season. It might come down to just like, ooh, this and the season finale or the, like maybe, maybe the first one because I just do want to see Julie Benz in vampire makeup. Oh, no, the, the, the next episode, the one that comes... The penultimate episode is still really solid, too. Is it? Damn it. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's a Cordelia episode. And we love Cordelia on this show. I, I'm pretty sure that's all marketing. Yeah. 
All right. Well, awesome. Well, this sounds like another great episode wrap up, a big, strong episode for everyone. And boy, I can't wait to hear what's next because I have no idea. I'm the dude that has no idea. So on behalf of myself, Jim Phoenix, and my special guests, Xander and Javis and Jess, I'd like to bid you all bye-byes. Till next time.